I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Our college head coach is going to join us. Uh, We are are in the thick of it. Actually, we're kind of at the tail end of this conversation championships uh, a number of teams uh, needing to put on a good show to impress the committee selection sunday is tomorrow we will see the bracket tomorrow night watch out second favorite sporting event of the year for me is march madness and i am locked and loaded baby 800-919-3776 uh, let's go to chris calling him from arizona nice um chris welcome in Hey, Nina, how are you? Happy Saturday. Thank you. So, my, my thing with Aaron Rodgers is, is the Jets were just 7-4 at one point last season with Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, and Mike White. He's clearly better than all three of those quarterbacks combined. He, he brings in his leadership and his experience as a, as a four-time MVP. And I think the little caveat that no one's even talking about here is that the Jets brass are still very enamored in Zach Wilson. This could be a very positive thing for Zach Wilson to learn under Rodgers for two years. But, but, and Chris, I appreciate the phone call, and thanks for, for listening all the way out in Arizona. Um, it will be a great game later on today, Arizona going up against UCLA for that Pac-12, that Pac-12 championship. Um, you know, that, that's the thing. Now, now, from what I understand, you know, Zach Wilson is a huge fan, like, huge fan of Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, so there, there's that. Um, you know, will, will Aaron Rodgers come in with the mentality in the open, in, 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 like accepting that mentoring role? That's really the question mark, because he typically is like, no, not what I'm here for. I'm here to win football games. I'm not here to mentor anyone. So will he have a will he have a, a different mind, different mindset? Um. Here with Zach Wilson, possibly, possibly. Let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Hi. Well, well, the Jets. Uh, I don't know how much they give, but I think it, um, that's pretty good. But I just find it kind of nervy, Aaron Rodgers, and he's got two years left. I don't think he's kept, but he wants to wear Joe Namath's number. I mean, this is ludicrous. I mean, I don't see anybody wearing Babe Ruth's number or Luke Garrett or Joe DiMaggio. I mean, just pick another number. Uh, him and Peyton Manning pulling this stuff with their crest. And what do you think about the charges? I'm glad they kept the main four guys. I just read they uh, they cleared up some salary without giving up on Bosa or Mac. Do you think they go for wide receiver? I think uh, I think the Bears are going to grab uh, Bijan. But if Bijan and Robinson's there when they're picking, I will hope. I hope the charges to team him with um, with the uh, number thirty. His name escapes me. That would be some uh, backfield if they can get B. John Robinson in the first round at picking at twenty two. Right? Yeah. We'll 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 see, we'll see what ha- Mitch. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll we'll see how this all plays out. We, we still have about two months away. 
um, or a month and a half until the NFL draft. And of course, uh, yesterday, really big trade that went down with the Bears. The Bears had the number one overall pick. They traded with the Carolina Panthers. Frank Wright now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So evident he's going to go out and draft a quarterback. A lot of people feel that that's going to be C.J. Stroud. Uh, so those odds, prior to this, this, this trade happening, C.J. Stroud going number one overall, I think was like plus 180 or plus 195. Now it's like minus 310. So everybody and their grandmother thinks that Carolina is going to draft C.J. Stroud. Uh, the Bears, uh, they drop down to nine. So now they get Carolina's ninth overall pick. They also get a uh, late, late pick in the second round, number 61. Uh, they also get a first-round pick in 2024. And I don't know about you, I'm not expecting Carolina to be good, especially if they're going out there and they're drafting a rookie quarterback. I don't know. Do they have Sam Darnold um, start? Do they draft a rookie quarterback even though he's not ready to play in the NFL? Uh, because let's be honest, none of these guys are ready to play in the NFL right now. Um, so that's going to bode well for the Bears because I don't expect Carolina to make some noise next season. So chances are that 2024 draft pick is going to be pretty substantial for them. And then um, and then also a, a second round in 2025. And oh, by the way, they get wide receiver DJ Moore, who, by the way, I love. I think I think DJ Moore is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. He is really, really good. And if there's one thing that Justin Fields does need uh, for the Bears is wide receiver help. So um, I, I think the Bears crushed this draft, uh, this draft, uh, crushed this trade. Um, I, I think I think the Bears I think the Bears did e- extremely extremely well. Uh, let's go to Rob in Manhattan. Rob, good afternoon. Welcome in. Thanks for having me. Anita. Welcome. Great. Uh, I mean, listen. I I think this uh, this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, listening to everyone and listening to Rich with all his comments, I do agree with a lot of everything. Uh, but to me, it's turned into like a, a young and the restless or a golden and beautiful uh, soap opera. I mean, first of all, the Jets have been hot on this guy for forever, number one. Monte Adams was with the Raiders. Raiders were hot on him. They dropped out of this race. Other teams were hot. Everybody dropped out. The, the, the deal's on the table. Rodgers had to hide in the cave for three days to make a decision of what he wanted to do. Comes out of the cave. Meets with all the New York heads, okay? Deal's cut and dry from what it said. New York, uh, uh, Green Bay wants him to go. Jets, we want him to come in. Uh, where's Aaron Rodgers in this? Is it, it's just, is it the drama? Does he just want to play this up? Does he just want to wait to make a deal? Does he just, you know, want to stretch this out, to, you know, as long as he possibly could? And, you know, everybody says, well, you know, let's give him a year. Let's give him two years. He'll, he'll take our team to the, you know, Super Bowl. You know, the thing with Aaron Rodgers is, is mentally, is he going to be able to do it? Is he going to be able to come to New York? Is he going to be able to do this transition from the Green Bay Packers to New York and be a successful quarterback? I mean, this guy is, you know, they say, oh, you know, he can win games. Yeah, he can win games. But is he the Aaron Rodgers of five years ago, ten years ago? No, he's not. I mean, just his attitudes in the recent years and what he's done. I mean, there, to me, there's just a lot on the table that's unanswered in this whole deal. 
there, there is a lot that's unanswered right now, Rob. Um, you know, here, here's the, and thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, we, again, we, we had Rich Samini on not too long ago. And, and also there's other reports out there that a deal has been negotiated. And as is in place, everyone's just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say, okay, let's do it. And my conversation with Rich again was, this is, this is a, this is a pretty big decision on the part of Aaron Rodgers. He's not, he's not a spring chicken, right? He's pushing 40, um, to uproot himself in a community where he has played his entire career, move here to New York, New Jersey, wherever he might decide to reside, um, really try to, um, you know, embrace a, a new organizational culture, uh, which I'm sure is, is, is really different than what he knows there in Green Bay, um, developing new friendships, new teammates, chemistry uh, it's you know and, and Aaron Rodgers is somebody who has not participated in in offseason OTAs and, and whatnot like that that's gonna have to change uh, you're he would need to be here he would need to immediately start um doing a deep dive into um getting to know this Jets organization getting to know the players that he's going to be playing with especially the young offensive players doing that extra work that's a, that's a, for somebody who's his age, who's already won a Super Bowl, been there, done that, you know, I would imagine, at least I know for me, if I make a, if I make a decision to do something, it's not half-assed. If, I'm, if I make a decision to do something, I'm 180% in. And if I can't give, <coughs> excuse me, if I can't give 100% of myself, um, <coughs> I'm not doing it. Let's take a quick break. I need some water. We'll get back. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. And I am locked and loaded, baby. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Paul is exactly what Ryan Poles wanted and to be able to get a receiver right now in this group it helps because they their leading receiver was Darnell Mooney and he finished with 493 receiving yards and two touchdowns and missed 
the final five games of the season. Of course, the future draft capital is a big deal, but when you think about this team and helping Justin Fields build as a quarterback for right now, having somebody for him to throw the ball to is of critical importance. That's Courtney Cronin. She does a great job covering the Bears. Um... So again, the Bears, they trade that number one overall pick to Carolina. Frank right now, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Bears get DJ Moore, who I love. Uh, they drop down to nine. They also get a second round pick, number 61. They get 2024 first round pick, which again, I, I'm, I'm not anticipating Carolina to be <clears throat> sensational this season. So that pick very well could be anywhere between 15 and up. Uh, and they get a second round in 2025. Uh, again, we've been spending the, the first hour and 15 minutes talking about the Jets and the potential of them landing Aaron Rodgers. We talked. We we spoke with Rich Cimini. Um, There are other reports out there, uh, Connor Rodgers and many others that are reporting that this very well could go down any minute now. Just waiting on Aaron Rodgers to say, "Okay, let's do this." Boom. Uh, and then um, and then we're off to the races. But let's just say we never know, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, very temperamental. You never know. Let's say this, this falls through. Let's say Aaron is like, you know what? It's just not for me. I just, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be truly committed to making this move and going to New York and, and, and all that it, it, it's, it's going to take from me. So what's plan B? I just, you know, I just, I just, I would like to take just a minute to discuss that, right? Um, <clears throat> because there is Lamar Jackson out there. I don't believe that should be plan B for the Jets. Why? Uh, number one, Lamar Jackson is looking for the, the same deal that Deshaun Watson wants, which is ridiculous. Okay. Um, what the, uh, what, what. Cleveland has done in regards to the landscape of the quarterback position and in, in, in the salary scale is, um, is, is just ludicrous. Uh, but nonetheless, that's what Lamar Jackson wants. In order to get him, you've got to give up not one, but two first round draft picks. Um, and his style of, of quarterback play is risky in regard to injury. So I, I, I do not believe that Lamar Jackson uh, should be the answer there is Jimmy Garoppolo, <clears throat> who I absolutely love. He won't wow you with the numbers, but he does win football games for you. He's got the best winning percentage uh, in, in the NFL. So there's that. Um, Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, again, I, I, just, I, I think we need to have the conversation here. And then, of course, there's Ryan Tannehill, which my mom, Mama Mimi, likes to call him Ryan Tannehill uh, because he quarterbacked her Miami Dolphins for quite a while, and she was not a fan. Um, each and every week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I host a gambling show called Bet uh, on our ESPN digital platforms, ESPN Plus, ESPN. And Teron Davenport, who covers the Tennessee Titans, was kind enough to join me to talk about the situation with the Tennessee Titans and where they stand, not only with their quarterback situation in Ryan Tannehill, but also with Derrick Henry. Let's listen in. And so it's great to have Ron Davenport join us. He does an excellent job covering the Tennessee Titans. So let's start first and foremost. You know, Derek Carr signed with the Saints, but I think what flew under the radar uh, this week is that there's the possibility that the Tennessee Titans might be shopping Derrick 
Henry. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, I tell you what, Anita, if they didn't ask other teams just to get a gauge of the value, they wouldn't be doing their job. And that's just Rand Carthon as a new general manager going out and getting a feel for the market. I don't think that they moved Derrick Henry, but one thing you do have to take note of is Carthon's comments at the Combine where he was asked about building around Henry or having a committee running back group. And he said that there are some young guys, specifically Hassan Haskins, who is talented but just needs to get more touches. So that does tell you that they're going to, at the very least, scale things back for Henry. I don't think he's going to have a 300-carry season, but I do think he will be with the Titans. So division opponents, of course, Houston and Indy, both drafting ahead of the Titans, and a lot of people expecting them to draft quarterbacks, probably move up. But you've got the Tennessee Titans. They're sitting at 11, uh, and, and we're hearing that they might be aggressive and try to move up as well and go get a quarterback. What are you hearing about their game plan come draft day? Well, I did hear that they looked into moving up to that first pick. Their former uh, player personnel director, Monty Ossenfort, is now the GM in Arizona, and he said that his door is open for the number three pick overall, so I could see some communication there. And the fact of the matter is they are interested in C.J. Stroud. His anticipation and accuracy, those are two of the things that Carthon said that he really looks for in a quarterback, and it just so happens to be that Stroud is the best out of this draft class from that perspective. But there is a dark horse, and you saw what Anthony Richardson did at the combine the athleticism the way that he was able to throw the ball 60 to 70 yards with ease and that shows up on film it's just a matter of getting him a little a little more consistent with his mechanics and his footwear and uh, excuse me footwork that's something that you know the Titans will have to do and bringing in Charles London as the quarterback coach will help them with that so Richardson is a guy to look at as well those are the two quarterbacks that they were to move up those will be the guys so, Teron, we, we had Rich Samini on uh, earlier when we first started that, and he was uh, we were talking about what's plan B for the Jets if Aaron Rodgers doesn't pan out. And he mentioned potentially Ryan Tannehill. So you just kind of gave us a, a, a little idea in regard to what you expect from Derrick Henry. What about Ryan Tannehill? Do you think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, or do you think that he will go elsewhere I this coming NFL season? Yeah, I do think he will be the starting quarterback for the Titans this year. And obviously with Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator here in Nashville the last couple of years, now being the pass game coordinator with the Jets, there is a correlation. He and Tannehill had a really thorough relationship. They went through the plays, what was going to be up, what was going to be down every week. And they both told me that they really get along and they, they had that synergy. But the fact of the matter is Tannehill is going to be here. And one of the things that the Titans have, have talked about, especially Rand Carthon at his press conference. He, he said that you know, this is a narrative that has not come from within the building. Obviously, with Tannehill's high cap number and the Titans being in some cap trouble, a lot of correlations have been tied to them releasing him to save around $18 million. But in the building, they feel that Tannehill is the guy, and I agree with it. I think that's the way that they should go moving forward. But don't be surprised if they move up and get a quarterback for next year. Interesting. Could Ryan Tannehill be another option? Again, if by chance Aaron Rodgers does not work out, for me, uh, option B is is Jimmy Garoppolo. That is who I would roll with.
Uh, Nita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon, a little extended version. Why? We're with you until 3.30, heading into your Knicks pregame show, which will be hosted by Dan Grassa. Excited um, about this Knicks game going up against the Clippers, who, by the way, they're 2-5 and five since they added Russell Westbrook to the mix. So we'll dive into a, a lot of NBA talk, a lot of Knicks talk. But coming up next, very dear friend of mine, Jimmy, Paso, Jimmy Patsos, uh, former head coach, uh, in, in college basketball. I met him. I spent four years in Baltimore hosting Sports Talk Radio in Baltimore. And at that point in time, uh, Jimmy Patsos was Gary Williams' right-hand man at the University of Maryland. And so Jimmy and I go way back, and, uh, and he's just got a brilliant, brilliant mind when it comes to college basketball. Uh, we are in the thick of it in regard to conference championships, and we are getting you ready for March Madness. Selection Sunday is tomorrow, people. Tomorrow. I don't know about you, but as soon as selection happens, selection Sunday happens, and those brackets are out, I don't get I don't get a I don't get a lot of sleep, man. I'm I'm looking at that bracket. I'm researching everything. I'm making calls. I'm doing everything I can. I play in like I want to say I play in like at least ten pools, and um and in in those ten pools, obviously there's there's a few that have like you know you're you're allowed to submit three brackets. You're allowed to submit five brackets. Which by the way. Guys, how do you feel? Well, two, two, two part question here. Number one, Harvey and Joe are producing the show. A, do you guys, how, how, how big are you into March Madness? Number one. Number two, if you are big into March Madness, how many pools do you guys play in? Heavily for the first question. And Mm -hmm. I'm usually in about five with friends and family. Okay. I will probably get into if there's a company. Pool, I'll probably get into that as well, um, but usually around five. Yeah, I, I will. I believe that we do at ninety eight point seven ESPN. I do believe that. More, I think each and every year we do have like a ninety eight point seven ESPN pool that that we get started. Of course, on ESPN.com. So there's that, and it gives the listeners an opportunity to compete against you know a, a number us who of course are on the air. So that'll be fun. Um, so really excited to get Jimmy on. We'll talk about some of the games that are on tap for this afternoon. Uh, some of the, uh, the conference championships, of course. Uh, and, uh, and we'll look big picture as well. Getting you ready for March Madness against Selection Sunday is tomorrow, along with the Oscars, by the way. Did you guys know that? Do you guys, uh, do you guys watch the Oscars at all? I do, but this year it just seems like it's kind of the worst out of the bunch for me, personally. But I'll definitely tune in. Watch, have you seen the film Everything Everywhere All at Once? I haven't. It's on the docket for tonight, so we'll see how oh, that really? goes. Oh, yep. really? Interesting. So you're going to watch it tonight. Go before, ahead. Or, of course, they just, they, they totally, you know, win everything, everything at once. <laughs> Go ahead and spoil it, Anita. Go on. Spoiler for tomorrow. us. Tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not spoiling. No. <laughs> I'm not spoiling it. I'm just saying, like, they're expected to, like, eat it up tomorrow night. Right. Like, and, and, oh, by the way, um, you could gamble on the Oscars, which I think is pretty awesome. Anyway. All right. We come back. Jimmy Patsos will join us. Uh, we'll talk some college hoops, getting you ready for today, this afternoon, this evening. And of course, tomorrow, the bracket in March Madness moving forward next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hoops update brought to you by Sam Adams Beer, truly hard seltzer and truly vodka seltzer. This March basketball season, crack open a refreshing Sam Adams Beer, truly hard seltzer or truly vodka seltzer, the official beer and seltzer of the Big East Conference. Sam Adams and truly enjoy responsibly. Right now, Alabama up on Missouri, 13-9. to Also, Ohio State up on Purdue, 26-21. Purdue better wake up if they want to make sure that they're, uh, they're in that top that, that they get that one seed over UCLA. Without further ado, very dear friend of mine, uh, absolutely love him, uh, one of the best men on the planet, uh, and that is Jimmy Patsos joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Jimmy, how you doing? I mean, after that introduction, I mean, I've always been after your heart, and I'm really in a good place. <laughs> Jimmy and I go way back. He was the assistant to Gary Williams back at Maryland, and when I was uh, hosting Sports Talk Radio in Baltimore, I was hosting Afternoon Drive, and my radio show was televised. And so once a week, Jimmy would come in, we'd sit down, we'd talk about Maryland, we'd talk college, college basketball, and my grandparents, who lived in Palm Coast, Florida, would watch me every day on TV, yeah. Monday, through, Monday through Friday. My show was from 2 to 6.30. And Jimmy would come in, and my grandmother had the biggest crush on you, dude. And she would... and, and <laughs> I'll never forget. And then they came up to Baltimore to visit me. And she said, I said, do you guys want to come in the studio and see it? She says, can you have Jimmy? Can Jimmy Patzos come in that, that, that day? Um, I, I'd love to meet him. So I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget that. My really grandmother good. loved you, you Jimmy. You left me at the <laughs> altar in Baltimore, but you know what? I don't blame you. I'm the bigger and better. Huge day. Don't understand Purdue. I was there last year when they looked as good as anybody against the opening round of Yale. I know it's Yale. Yale, by the way, who I really like tomorrow, if everybody's listening. I like Yale. They beat Cornell today. They're going to play the winner of Penn Princeton. Obviously, if it's Princeton, that's a home crowd, but Penn Princeton's going to be a battle. I like Yale. Well, Yale, I mean, Purdue looked like an NBA team last year, and then they go to the Elite Eight and Sweet 16, and then they lose to St. Peter's. I know Shaheen had them going, but they're one of those teams, I mean, at Purdue that I – Love Matt Painter as a guy. Zach Eadie's really big. I watched them lose to Maryland this year. Is the rest of the team good enough? But today would, today would be a bad loss to Ohio State. Ohio State, I love Sensabaugh. He's an awesome freshman, Dorton Sensabaugh. They get some really good guys. But really, they've had a couple of transfers. But they've had a bad year. And all of a sudden, here comes Chris Holtman winning, 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 winning in the tournament. You know the Ohio State fans are gathering in Chicago. And 
they they could play their way in, and that would burst a lot of bubbles. Obviously, I think Vandy burst bubbles. But to go back to what you're saying, Purdue can't lose that game today because that's really going to take them off a one or two seed, in my opinion. Uh, more, I I think right now, and 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 let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Big Ten. In regard to Purdue, I think you're right. I think they need to win here. I think they need to win the Big Ten because I do believe UCLA is going to defeat Arizona even without Clark. So twofold here. Number one, how far do you think UCLA is going to be able to go in the in, in the tournament without Clark? Number two, even if both win, considering UCLA does not have Clark, do you feel Purdue will be more deserving of getting one of the four ones? I mean, it's close. That's a great question. I'm a big, let's, let's go Purdue first. I think other than Zach Eadie, they're a young team. they got a good young backcourt, but I don't see any NBA players on their team right now. But they have a seven-foot-four guy that's a tremendous athlete, can score inside and dominate the paint. Zach Eadie is an IMG kid. I remember him when he was an, an AAU kid that nobody wanted on the underarmor circuit. And all of a sudden, he has turned into one of the most improved players in the country over the past three years. And that's a great thing to have, but you need more than just that. I think Clark is a big loss for UCLA, but not one they can't overcome. Remember, they have Amari Bailey. I happen to be on the McDonald's committee, the McDonald's All-American. They do a great job, Joe and Terry Lynn Wooten. They run this event called the McDonald's All-American game. Well, Amari Bailey was in it. So it's time for Amari Bailey to step up. Yesterday, Tiger Campbell had 28. Them and Arizona are both one and two seeds. I don't think being a one or a two really matters that much. The three and fours, yes, we know. Three seed, you got to play the six seed. You got to play that dangerous 14, 5, 12, 4, 13. We've all heard it before, Anita. But if you're a one or a two, you got a pretty clear path to the Elite Eight, and you hope you don't have to play each other. But they're both going to be fine. Arizona can really score. Tommy Lloyd's done a great job. But Mick Cronin's defense, Mick Cronin's toughness, but Mick Cronin and the Bruins have a lot of experience. Jaime's been there. Jaime Casca's great guy. Tiger's been there. They got a big man Bona who can defend and paint. But UCLA is built. Now, can Amari Bailey step up and fill the shoes of Clark? He's capable athletically. He's tough. He's been tested at the high school level. He's learned this year what it takes to play at UCLA. Now is his time to flourish. I still left. I had UCLA cutting down the nets. I had Kansas. I had Houston. I had UCLA. You know, those were my teams in the Final Four that I liked. I don't think Alabama's going to make it. I think they're very talented. I just think sometimes that, that distraction stuff can be a lot. But I had UCLA cutting down the nets, and I'm going to stick with them. Interesting. Jimmy Patsos joining us here on 90.70 ESPN, assistant coach with Gary Williams at Maryland, head coach at Loyola, as well as Siena, uh, joining us here on 90.70 ESPN. All right, let's, let's, let's look at some of the other games today. At 6 o'clock Eastern, you've got the Big 12 championship, Kansas uh, taking on Texas. Uh, Texas looked good beating TCU yesterday. Kansas, they've really turned it on. You know, Kansas has an opportunity here, A, to win the Big 12, get the number one overall, which I'm curious if you feel that they deserve over Houston. And do you think that there's a shot here that Kansas, and and, and by the way, let's talk about Bill Self, considering that he's in the hospital right now. He had a procedure. Uh, so this could be a team, and you you've obviously you've been a head coach before. You know how guys rally behind a head coach that they love. So now they're playing with extra momentum extra passion because they don't want to disappoint their head coach who's sitting in a hospital bed somewhere. So all that comes into play in regard to Kansas going up against Texas, as well as Kansas heading into this tournament. Right, Jimmy? 
Yeah, I mean, Kansas has played a tougher schedule than Houston. Houston is a little bit of a Gonzaga-type team where, now the American is tougher than the West Coast Conference. And I know St. Mary's and Santa Clara played unbelievable down the stretch. But night in and night out, you're not getting tested as much as you are in the American. Well, the American, you're not getting tested as much as you are in the Big 12. Kansas deserves it. Prayers for Bill Self. I work with Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden has texted Coach Self. He's waiting to get back to me about how that's going. That's a little scary. Bill Self's always been nothing but nice to me. Really met him on the trail. was recruiting um, my man from uh, North Texas, who was from the Colony High School that went to Illinois, and Darren Williams. I'm sorry. I went to see Gracie Wright. I was recruiting Darren Williams. And Darren Williams ended up going to Illinois. Billy Gillespie was the assistant, and Bill Self was the head coach. And I was at Maryland, and we came in second for him. It was just one of those things you don't get a silver medal. Darren Williams ends up being a great player in the pros. Bill Self couldn't have been nicer to me. He was always a cordial guy. You know, when stuff goes down at Siena or whatever, a guy like him calls you and says, hey, you're great, keep moving forward. Bill Self is a real gentleman to other coaches. So we have player stocks. He's a class act. Not everyone in the business is a class act. Bill Self is. But his team with Grady Dick, this guy played on our Under Armour circuit. I saw him up close, okay? He's fantastic. You know, they got, okay, Agbaji left, you know, and that's tough. They lost Remy Martin and those guys. Other guys have just stepped right in, whether it's Harris, you know, Jalen Wilson's a pro, Kevin McCullough, who was at uh, Texas Tech, you know. But really, Grady Dick is doing his little Larry Bird impersonation out there in Lawrence, Kansas, and it's been fun to watch. I think they do deserve the number one seed overall. They're shooting 55% from the field, 33% from uh, from downtown. They're let favored me, by let, one let and a half. This they, let me say this real quick. They have Norm Roberts, who coached at St. John's. They have Freddie Quarterbaum on the staff, another New Yorker, Curtis Townsend and Jeremy Case. I know all those guys. But Norm Roberts is a capable guy to step in and do this. You want those self in the run. But they have a really seasoned staff that's been together and the team can rally around Bill Self, but they're in very capable hands without Bill Self because he's built that culture, and Norm Roberts has experience as a head coach. Kansas is favored by one and a half today against Texas. I will lay the one and a half. Let's take a look at what's going on in the Big East. Um, Xavier uh, getting the job done, advancing, and now uh, they're taking on Marquette with Shaka Smart. Uh, Marquette is favored by one and a half. I, I, I like Marquette. I like Creighton, even though Xavier beat Creighton. Um, by the way, full disclosure, I was on the Creighton side. I was laying the points with Creighton. But nonetheless, I think there's a lot of, a lot of talent you coming, do, out, of, you uh, coming out of the Big East. And... What did you so say? Good on the daily line and everything. I, I love how you incorporate the lines into the conversation. You're so good. I love you on the daily wages. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. You're looking at five Big East teams uh, to, uh, to to make it into uh, March Madness. Uh, but your your thoughts on Marquette, your thoughts on Creighton, your thoughts on Xavier. Uh, you think the Big East can make some noise in this tournament? Sure. Oh, you know, they, they, they had a bad bottom. Okay, Georgetown, sorry to see Pat Ewing goes, but that just wasn't what good the last two years. Butler's rebuilding. DePaul's not good right now, and they're trying to figure their way out of that situation. So the bottom hurts their league attack. That top and that middle, Villanova came on, you know, Cena Hall with first-year coach Shaheen Holloway came on. That was really tough. But that top, Providence was really good early. But Xavier and Sean Miller and Shaka Smart, funny, they're both really happy back at Catholic schools in sort of the East Coast. 
Arizona seems good on paper. It's not for everybody. Tommy Lloyd's great. Texas is a football school. Shotgun Shaw's Miller have really shown how happy they are back in the Big East, back in Catholic schools with basketball first traditions. And they're both. I was surprised Marquette beat UConn. Curly's team's big. Battle tested. I thought UConn would take that. So Xavier and Sean Miller has not surprised me at all. He can coach. He can recruit. He's also been humbled a little. He's very happy in Xavier. It's a place that he's really comfortable at. It's a great situation with their 10,000-seat Syntax Arena, their fan base. The Cincinnati fan base right now is fully behind. You know, I know there's a Cincinnati-Xavier rivalry, but, like, it's just a college town. It fits him so well. And I think Sean Miller's done a fantastic job. I'm taking Xavier in that. I just think Xavier and Sean Miller, that battle for UConn and Marquette took a lot out of them. But Shaka's really done a good job. And I'm really glad for those two coaches that they're really appreciated now where they are. I think Xavier. Again, Jimmy Patso's you want my lock of the day? You want my you want my UAB lock of the day? That would be UAB lock of the day. Wait, I'm not there yet, Jimmy. Uh, this is my job. My job. My job is to play point, dude. My job is to play point. Your power forward. Just follow my lead. ACC. Duke beating University of Miami. Full disclosure. I had I I, I had Duke. I had I had the under, by the way, which I lost there. But nonetheless, this is a very young Duke team that we have seen grow, progress, uh, develop, create an identity. I like this Duke team a lot, but you're saying you like UVA. You like UVA getting the two and a half today? No, I like Duke Whitehead's come on. He's off the bench guy, but he's a, he's a first-round pick. He's at Montverde Academy. Whitehead's really good, and... Duke's found their way. He was hurt early, but don't forget they got a senior point guard in Jeremy Roach, much like Davis last year at Carolina. He's a stepping act New York kid. Roach is a Paul the sixth plate for Glenn Carrillo, great high school coach in the DMV. Like you got Roach, an older guy there, to have a little bit of stability with those young guys. Whitehead's the difference I take Duke. Um, you know who I love, and and so and, and thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you. Uh, you know who I love. It, not not just this today, uh, 7.30, going up against Marist, and, and, and that is Iona. They're 26-7. and seven, They're 17-3 and three in their conference. Jimmy, I think Iona's going to make some noise in, 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 uh, in, in March Madness, in, in the tournament. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if Iona makes it to the Elite Eight. What say you? I don't know if they have that much talent, but... Marist and John Dunn coming from the cellar. John Dunn's the guy that took St. Peter's to the tournament 10 years ago, a friend of mine, then went to Marist to found his way. He's always going to play defense. He can jump the game up. I don't think he can keep up today. I don't think he can score enough points for Rick Pitino. Um, Iona's going to make a lot of noise when Rick Pitino empties out his office and moves over to St. John's. And I hope Steve Massiello, his assistant, gets the job at Iona. I'll tell you that right now. But Rick Pitino has done a fabulous job. Yep. He's rebuilt that whole community. Tim Cruz could really coach offense. He was a really great coach there. I, I lost in the finals at Siena Tyone in overtime by one. But Tim Cruz could score it, and he did a great job coaching. And Kevin Willard's been there, and Jeff Ruland, and Tim Welch, and Pat Kennedy. But I only started because of Jim Galvano. Well, Patino has captured that. And that's why I think he moves over to St. John's, because they need some of that, like, St. John's drew this year, kind of second. Get it right in the garden. But you need that extra oomph. He made that extra flavor of like enthusiasm, passion, and the New Yorker and all that. And I think Patino's a perfect fit over there. And St. John's and Father Shermer, who's at Providence, knows that. 
I think he's a great fit, and I hope Steve Massiello gets the job. I think Iona wins today handily. I think they score the points. They got the momentum. Marist is Marist came in last. They were last night was the eleven ten seed. Think of that an eleven team lead. Now Niagara won. It was Niagara Iona on one side, one and five I think. And Niagara Niagara won their game to go against Iona, and then it's an eleven ten seed battling it out. It's just Marist going to run out of gas. But Rick Pitino in the tournament, it's all matchups. You know, it depends. You know, I was just at the SEC tournament. I was at the CAA tournament. Charleston, watch out for that team, Charleston, in the first round. They can win a game. Well, there was a lot of good teams there. But, like, does Rick Pitino want to play Texas A&M? No. Missouri's pretty good. You know, I don't know what they're – they're probably going to be a 13 or a 14 seed. Save Like, UVA? Yes, because they can outscore UVA. It's all matchups. But I think Rick Pitino has already done the job he's needed to do. And I think he cuts down the next today in the MAC. And the Mac's lucky to have him. He's been carrying that league. Rich Engine's going to retire, the commissioner of the Mac, who's done a fantastic job for so many years. But Rick Pitino leaving will hurt them because he really has carried that, that load there. But make no mistake, he can coach. It's just about matchups in the tournament. But I do think he'll do a fantastic job at St. John's. Yeah, I listen, 500-1 to one for Iona to win the tournament, 100-1. to one for them to get to the Final Four. I got them definitely going to the Sweet 16, and who knows, maybe they could get to the Elite Eight. That, they're well, they're, yeah, they're, my, they're my dark horse. They're my dark horse to get to, to, get to the Sweet 16 slash Elite Eight, Jimmy. Uh, they can get to the Sweet 16 from the 13 spot. Don't want them in the 14 spot, but in the 13 or the 12 spot or something like that, yeah, they can get there. They can beat an Iowa State or a Duke or somebody like that. That guy makes guys better. He, he can coach. I just don't know if they have enough size, but... I'm impressed with what he's done, but I think they win today handily over Marist. Jimmy, always great having you on, my friend. So again, uh, just to recap, you've got Anita, even though, call even though, me during the week. Even though even though UCLA doesn't have Clark, you still still you still have them cutting down the nets. You still have them winning this whole damn thing. Yes, I have Nick Cronin and UCLA winning the whole thing. I just have a feeling they get the experience and older guys, but they get some young talent. But I'm telling you, I like UAB today. And I had Yale, but I'm sorry that I already went off. And I think it's going to be a great, great conference to finish these next two days. And watch out for the tournament in the first round or two. But I will come on in the next two weeks because I love you, Anita. You do a great job. You're the greatest. And thanks for having me. Love you too, Jimmy. Appreciate you. Jimmy Patsos joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Getting you locked and loaded, ready for March Madness. More to come. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting you ready 
from March Madness. Uh, where does it stand right now? Uh, let me share with you uh, the games that have already taken place, right? Um, and that is uh, Yale beat Cornell 80 to 60. So they beat them by 20 points. While Vermont uh, took, par- took, took care of UMass um, Lowell 72 to 59. So where do we stand right now in regard to games that are being played at the moment? Alabama and Missouri, it is a close one. 29-26, Alabama with about 40 seconds left in the first. Um, Ohio State up on Purdue, 34-33. Really important game with about three minutes left in the first. Really important game for Purdue. As Jimmy and I were talking about, Purdue wanting to have that one seed, even though Jimmy said it really doesn't matter, one or two. What you want, what you don't want to do is you don't want to become a three. But, um, but really, Purdue and UCLA... That's really the conversation piece is uh, out of those two teams who does get the number one, uh, the number one seed in, in that region. Um, uh, you've got Howard up on Norfolk state 30 to 27 VCU. <coughs> sorry. VCU taking care of St. Louis 44 to 39. I'm gonna have to take a drink of water here, guys fill in for like 30 seconds. <coughs> Let's go Yankees. It's going to rain. Really? That's what you guys come with? All right. Um, All right. I'm good. Here we go. Uh, VCU up on St. Louis, 44 to 39. That's at the half. Uh, Pennsylvania up on Princeton, 17 to 11. So where do we stand right now? Remaining games coming your way, 3 o'clock. Cincinnati is taking care is going up against Houston. Vandy is going up against Texas A&M. Penn State, Indiana. Fordham, hey now, going up against Dayton. Texas Southern, Grambling, Tulane, Memphis. Let's stop. Six o'clock is really where it gets good. And you've got Texas going up against Kansas. Kansas is favored by two and a half now. It was one and a half earlier today. I'm on the Kansas side. Again, uh, Bill Self, unfortunately, is in the hospital right now. They're saying that he did not suffer a heart attack, but he did have some type of procedure. I think that's only going to make these Kansas players play harder for their coach who's up in some hospital bed. Um, They're shooting 55% from the field, 33% from downtown. So uh, I do like Kansas. I will lay the two and a half. Utah State going up against San Diego State. San Diego State laying two against Utah State. I'm on the San Diego State side. Good defense. Um, they're holding opponents to 66 points or less per game. Uh, they've won nine of their last 10. So, uh, I, I do like San Diego state today. Xavier going up against Marquette. Uh, I will lay the points with Marquette. Um, I, I just, I think, I think fatigue with, with Xavier is, is going to rear its ugly head later on this evening. That tip off is at six 30. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I love Iona. Going up against uh, Marist, the line, I don't see the line out right now. So, oh, it's 14. Wow. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Uh, Joe, would you, I know you're a big Iona fan, my friend. Uh, would you Would you lay the 14 against Marist later on tonight at 730? Easily. Um, I really? Don't, easily. I, I don't think, based off of how... Iona's season ended last year. I don't want to talk about the bogus uh, travel that was not called. I'm still not over it. But that te- with, with the returners on that team, they don't want their season to end. And Patino, I mean, he's got his eyes on greener pastures. 
So I, I don't see any way that Marist even comes close. This, this might be a 25, 30-point blowout in the, in the MAC championship. Wow, because Marist, they've got four seniors, and they play good defense. Listen, I think Iona's going to win. Do they win by seven? Do they win by ten? Fourteen is a lot of points. So I don't, I just, I just and I love I, I, Iona. I, I just don't know. That's a lot of points. I don't think I'm going to lay it. Duke going up against Virginia. But I'll tell you what, Joe, if, if, they, if they win by, by 20, whatever, 20, 30 points, like you said, um, I will text you later on tonight. Duke going up against Virginia. Duke's favored by two and a half, and for good reason. Um, I had them beating the University of Miami yesterday. Sure enough, they did. Uh, this is a team that we've seen grow, develop right before our very eyes. Um, and um, they're just a lot better now than they were at the start of the season. And they are peaking at the right time. Uh, so I'm going with the Dukies, minus two and a half. And then later on tonight, Arizona going up against UCLA. Um, and I'm trying to see what the line is here. I don't see it. I don't know if it's if if it's not out yet. Uh, I know the over-under is at 147 and a half, which is really interesting uh, because I had the over in the UCLA-Oregon game yesterday. I did not win that. I thought with Clark out, who's UCLA's best defender, I thought that the over would hit. Sure enough, it's not what happened. Arizona beat Arizona State to get to this Pac-12 championship. I just think UCLA is just way too good. 18-2 and two in Pac-12 play. Arizona is 14-6. and six. So again, I don't see the line. Um, it's not out yet or whatever the case. Uh, it's, it's not on the site that I'm on. But, um, but I, I, I do lean UCLA here. So... Just to get you in, in the know of, of, of the games and, and what's really around 6 o'clock tonight is when it's really going to start getting good with Kansas going up against Texas. Okay? Um, 800-919-3776. We come back. We're going to take you down to Ponte Vedra, the Players' Championship happening right now. A lot of people call this the fifth major of the season. Um, and a lot of action, some of the big names at the top of the leaderboard. Keith Stewart, PGA Tour Pro, is down there, eyes and ears on the ground. He's going to join us. Uh, so we'll take you down to Ponte Vedra, Florida next as we kick off hour number three right here on 98.7 ESPN.